that's what dreams are made of. Hello and welcome to the next exciting episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, the podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie and then we talk about it and we share our thoughts and our hopes and dreams. This time from uh, Benji's, not from, sorry, that's, that's misleading. We went to Benji's drive-in theater, we saw two movies and we are reviewing them. Um, also, special programming note, this is the hundredth audio file that I've recorded on this recorder that we use, so get excited about that. We only have maybe 45 episodes, something like that, maybe a little bit more. No, 50. 50. Yeah, 50 something. 50. So, what are the other 40 something? I don't know. You have to search my computer. I am <laughs> Todd Dover. And I'm Matt Malloy, and I think the FBI is searching your computer right now, Todd. So, hope they don't find anything mis- too mysterious on those extra 40 audio files. Well, first, we'll get a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor is the Santa Fe Writers Project, or SFWP for short. And today I want to tell you about one of the books published by SFWP called We All Scream. This book is actually written by the founder and director of SFWP, Andrew Gifford. It's a memoir that details the rise and fall of the Giffords Ice Cream Company and the family behind it. Some of you from the D.C. area may remember Giffords. I have read the book, and it really will keep you turning page after page to find out what happens next. I highly recommend that you check it out. SFWP is offering 25% off to all of our listeners when you order direct through the website sfwp.com. Just use the coupon code MOVIES when you check out. This applies to We All Scream or any of their other great titles. Thank you, Santa Fe Writers Project, for help making the magic happen here at Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. Everyone go support a small business and buy some books. Splendid. Well, so this episode we we did go to the drive-in. We saw a double feature. Double so feature. We're going to be reviewing the first of the two movies now, which is uh, Field of Dreams. Um, so, and don't worry, we were socially distanced at the drive-in theater. Yes. We sat six feet apart from each other. This is still technically a quarantine edition podcast. Yes. So, uh, what is Field of Dreams about? Well, it's about a guy, played by Kevin Costner, who buys a farm with his wife, and they have a kid, and then he starts hearing voices telling him to do various things. Um, One of those things is uh, to build a baseball field, including lights, in his cornfield. So tear down some corn, put in a baseball field, And he decides to do this, even though the only instructions he has are, if you build it, he will come, and a vision of a baseball field. So so he does that, and then from then on, he hears some more voices throughout the movie telling him various things, and he meets up with various people, and uh, baseball players from the past come out onto the field and play baseball. So... I think that's a good summary of yeah of, of field of dreams what did you think of this movie Todd well spoiler alert I have seen this movie before 
Um, and I love this movie. I think it's a fantastic movie, and our viewing of this movie only strengthened my opinion of that. Um, so, there's really great things about this movie that I'm going to try to highlight all of them as quickly as I can. Uh, first and foremost to me is the acting. I think this movie has in just incredible acting in a way that I think some movies to get all their points across or whatever acting has to be over the top everyone's got to like really go big or go home and especially with the movie that deals with a little bit of mysticism or something I mean like an element of that kind of stuff of like you know and so people have large reactions to it or whatever to give it to give it I don't know credit or whatever and this movie does the opposite of that which I think makes it incredible which is I mean maybe besides like the first time he gets a message not even that I mean everything is just subtle reaction to it like and subtle explaining I mean like when he's like trying to explain uh, when Kevin Costner that is he's trying to explain the visions or the, or, or the vision and the, the voice to his wife he's like kind of walking her through it but he's not like over the top like you know, guess what happened on the yard? Blah, 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 blah. Like, he's like, just, because you can tell he's still wrestling with it and he's confused. And so he's conveying this message to her. And, um, it's just, I feel like everyone in this movie does such a good job. Um, I don't know, the, I can't remember the woman's name who plays his wife. I think she does a great job in this movie. The little girl in this movie, the daughter, I think does a great job in this movie. James Earl Jones is in this movie and he does a phenomenal job in this movie. I mean, just a lot of good things in this movie as far as acting goes. Um, the story is like, to me, incredibly engaging and gripping. It's, uh, okay, let me phrase it. Especially if you're, if you're a guy and you grew up liking baseball or you had a connection with your father a little bit through baseball or whatever like that, this movie will definitely, uh, touch you in some way, I think. Like, um, and it's just like, when you were, when we were just talking about burning you were talking about building up a story and stuff like that and how burning didn't have much of that or whatever but this whole movie is just building on this story and you're engaged through almost all of it i feel i don't know how everyone else feels but that's where i'm at um and uh it it does have and it's like it goes along with my point of like subtleness and nothing's completely over the top it has like one of my favorite scenes in cinema history in this movie uh, tiptoeing around spoilers if you haven't seen the movie but if you haven't who are you what are you doing uh, but there's a famous scene at the end of the movie um, where uh, Kevin Costner is like meeting someone important to him and stuff like that and they have, have like a really tender moment and stuff like that and at the end the person's kind of walking away and then his line in the movie is like, you want to have a catch, is what he says, but Kevin Costner's delivery of that line, like his voice breaks a little bit because he's emotional when he says it. And it's like such a small hint, and it's just, to me, stellar acting. He didn't have to like, be like weeping or anything like that, or like it was just this kind of like special moment between two characters, and stuff like that. He's, just a simple line of have a catch but his voice breaks a little bit he's emotional and stuff like that and it just it's one of my favorite scenes in cinema history so i can't i there's just too many good things i can say about this movie so i'm gonna stop there um 
except I do put this movie uh, not to fall into I don't know stereotypes in here but if you haven't seen this movie you need to especially if you're a guy girls I think will like it too but it is uh, when it was when it was made it was definitely geared more towards guys I think um, so that's where I'm going to end it. I could probably talk a lot longer about how I love this movie, but if you haven't seen it, go see it right away. Finish this podcast and then take a break and go see this movie. Then come back for the next podcast we're going to record. So that's where I'm at. Matt, a first time viewer, I think, of this movie. How that's right. Who am I and where have I been? Because <laughs> I had never had seen this movie before. Um, certainly, I've been aware of this movie and sort of even sort of understood the plot a little bit just from kind of seeing clips here and there maybe watching part of it at some point it was on TV or something like that um, <clears throat> but it became clear to me as I actually watched the movie that no I had never seen this movie <laughs> before because there were parts of it where I was just like wait what's going on here he's doing what now um, as he sort of uh, transports himself not transports himself like in a star trek he does drive he drives (laughs) he drives around the country um quite a bit or covers some some ground anyway um so i did like the movie i probably i probably don't like it as much as you do todd but um i do think that the acting was really good it's a good story it's not a story you've certainly ever heard before um so very original in that way um and it has a nice nice flow to it it's just kind of you proceed through the story and you get to the end and you're like that was nice yeah um i do think that there is somewhat of a specialness to the movie for father son connections sure um i think you know i thought about my dad who passed away a few years ago um during that last scene that you mentioned todd yeah i also thought about my kids you know both my kids and um just kind of thinking about taking taking moments that you have uh to spend with with your kids and moments that i had that i spent with my dad so yeah, it was a pretty, I think, a touching conclusion, and it seemed like it, if if the theme is anything, it's really kind of working out your history um, in your own mind, whether it's, you know, whether this is a shared delusion or whether sure. it's magic happening. Um, it's, it's about Kevin Costner's character and how he sort of figures out his relationship with his dead father right um and kind of is able to put that to rest i think at the end of the movie so if you have work to do in that area i think it would be especially touching for you as you watch the the movie and probably you know if you're a lady could could touch you in some of the same ways you know absolutely the the themes are based around sort of stereotypical father-son stuff but the emotions are i think universal maybe even between parent any parent and any kid so 
especially if you had a not so great relationship with a, with any parent yeah. and they're not around anymore yeah. and you kind of carry regret side of you about it yeah so so that's where I'll leave it I, I, I like the movie and, and yeah I'll, I'll go along with, with you should watch the movie if you haven't seen it so. well before I introduce a rating system there's something I forgot to mention that this movie has that I really enjoy because I used it when I was in high school, a high school drama class, is that this movie has just fantastic monologues to me. There's several incredibly good monologues by almost every character in this movie. I think my favorite is when they meet uh, Doc Graham, uh, which you won't understand unless you see the movie, but Doc Graham is a doctor who, they meet him when he's like way older in life, but they find out that when he was younger he played in like a kind of minor league system and stuff like that and got to play one inning in the majors and didn't go anywhere and then he kind of gave up on that dream and became a doctor. So this 80 something year old guy delivers this monologue of what he liked to do when he came to plate and how he came so close to his dream and it didn't happen. But he also in the same monologue talks about how content, how so content he is with life because he became a doctor. He did all these really good things and stuff like that. It's just a great monologue. And I used it in, a, in, a, in an acting class. So, um, how many how many shoeless Joe Jacksons are you going to give this movie? A character we haven't even talked about, but probably my favorite Ray Liotta performance. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, so... Uh... I'm going to say, I'm going to give it four Shoeless Joe Jacksons on the nose. Nice. So, this is a quality movie. Um, I have no regrets in watching it. Uh, you know, if I'm going to nitpick anything, I'd say maybe the story is a little bit weird. Like, sure. Like, from the, you know, you mentioned the mysticism side of it. In some ways, it's a little bit hard to believe. But, you know, we can suspend disbelief. It's, it's, it's definitely a quality film. So, sure. four is where I land. I've struggled with the idea of what I'm going to rate this movie since we watched it. Um, I was kind of, not hoping, but I was thinking that maybe since it's been a couple of years since I've seen it, that maybe there's something where I'm at now in life might bring it down a little bit. Like, not that I want that to happen, but it might have made ranking it a little bit easier but it didn't happen so I think I'm going to match my highest rated film on our list so far and give it a 4.8 okay which is matches I believe what I ranked Parasite for our list which is our highest ranked movie yeah. I think we were both up there I can't remember I, I, my number in my head is 4.8 I hope I'm right so that's where I'm at okay well that will wrap up this uh, episode of our podcast, Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. Um, this time we watched um, Field of Dreams, and we both really liked it. And we gave it a very high average rating of 4.4. So that's really high for us on a scale of 0 to 5, Shoeless Joe Jacksons. And yep. um, yeah, so thanks for listening to, to our podcast. Uh, you keep listening and we'll keep making them and it'll work out. Da 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 da